Welcome back to another episode continuing the series of The Psychology of Money. Today we're going to talk about two of my favorite things, luck and risk. And the two are really kind of married at the hip. In fact, I would probably argue that they're more siblings. Um, But they're both a reality that every outcome in life is guided by. It's like these two forces are constantly pulling at each other, but in individual efforts. When we look at this across different elements of time, I'm sure you can see uh, in your own life, I can definitely see it in my life, uh, that that I've definitely had elements of both kind of pooling, right? And that they are individual forces, but they typically work together really, really well from the same thing. I look at luck and risk with Bill Gates too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him, but he is an interesting case study. What's the what are the odds that he went to one of the only high schools in the world that had a computer? It's kind of strange, isn't it, that uh, that you would look at that and say, wow, out of the people that are known for building wealth from computer technology, uh, he was one of the only ones that had that at his disposal. And throughout, from the age of 13 all the way through, he was able to really build that and meet meet people like Paul Allen, and uh, it's just kind of a strange phenomenon, isn't it? But looking through there, when we start to look at, you know, what's the exact role of luck or what's the exact role of risk in a successful outcome, um, it's it's tough. And even within investing and within finances, uh, you, you really have to pull on that balance because there's not a lot that we can do besides look at those, identify them, and then make an assessment. And then I look at this from when you're judging others, which is what we spent the first one, first episode of this talking about, attributing success to luck kind of makes, makes you look jealous and mean, even if we know that it exists, right? Some people are just luckier with money. Some people are a lot more risk adverse or more um, apt to take risk with it. And if you're rich and tall and, uh, you know, that's also luck, right? But failure from this, uh, which can be anything from bankruptcy to not meeting a personal goal, is just as equally abused just as much as, hey, they got lucky. But did the business fail because you didn't try hard enough? Or was it bad investments that weren't thought through all the way? Was it because you got lazy And sometimes it's a mixture of all, or sometimes it is just bad luck, but it's super hard to know. And everything worth pursuing has less than 100% odds of succeeding. And risk is just what happens when you end up on the unfortunate side of that equation. Just as with luck, uh, the story gets too hard, too messy, too complex if we try to pick apart how much of an outcome was conscious versus just a risk. Say if I buy a stock and five years later it's gone nowhere, it's possible that I made a bad decision. Or if I build a specific campaign and we put a ton of money behind it, 
and it goes nowhere. Was it a bad decision or was it luck? Or was it just a really risky spot that wasn't thought all the way through? But in the real world day to day, we simply don't know. And it's hard to know until we can get through. And oftentimes we prefer the simple story, which are easy, but often extremely misleading. And after years around investors and business leaders, I've I've come to a cool realization that someone else's failure is usually attributed to bad decisions, while our own failures are usually chalked up to it was just a risk, right? And when judging my failures, I'm likely to prefer a clean and simple story because of cause and effect. And it's really because I didn't know what's going on inside of my head at that time. I was too busy. I was too distracted. I had too many things going on that caused us to have a bad outcome. But when we judge ourselves, can we really clean up with these wild narratives justifying bad decisions and attributing it to risk? Of course not, but we do it anyway. The cover of like Forbes or Entrepreneur really doesn't celebrate poor investors who made good decisions, do they? Because it's not the fun story. But it's almost certainly always, they almost always celebrate rich investors who made okay or even reckless decisions and happen to get lucky. It flipped, they flipped the same coin. They took the same amount of risk, the same amount of upside, the same amount of downside. It just happened to land on a different side of the coin. And the dangerous part about this is that inside of the entrepreneurial ecosphere of social media is that we're all trying to learn about what works and what doesn't work with money. What investing strategy worked? What crypto worked? Which ones didn't? Which business strategies worked? Which ones didn't? Which marketing campaign got you really rich and which one drove you into the ground? How do you avoid being in that spot? And we... We really tend to seek out these lessons by looking at other success stories and other failures and saying, what did she do and what can he avoid? If we had the magic wand, we could find out exactly what proportion of these outcomes were caused by actions that were repeatable versus the role of random risk and luck that swayed these actions one way or another. But guess what? We don't have that magic wand. We have super complex, super, uh, just super computing powers within our brains, but it makes nuance really, really hard. We have heuristics, we have biases, we have our own lens that we view the world through, and it makes it really difficult for us to really nail down a single point around risk and luck. But when we identify the traits that we should be emulating, or avoid, it can be extremely daunting. And let me tell you another story of someone who is like Bill Gates that was wildly successful, but whose success is hard to pin down as being caused by luck or by skill. Cornelius Vanderbilt. Now, you guys probably don't know that name, but by the end of it, um, you will. So Cornelius had just finished a series of business deals that expanded his railroad empire. And one of his business advisors leaned in to tell him that every transaction he agreed to broke the law. He was like, oh my God, don't you think that you can run a railroad in accordance with the statues of the state of New York, do you? And the first thought was that the attribute is why he was so successful. Laws didn't accommodate railroads during Vanderbilt's day. So he kind of just 
said the hell with it, and went ahead anyway. Vanderbilt was able to wildly, wildly build wealth and came out extremely successful because of it. So it's tempting to view this law-flouting way of life, which is notorious for his success, as sage wisdom. That scrappy visionary that all of us entrepreneurs tend to feel and tend to embody doesn't typically let anything get in our way, does it? But how dangerous is it to say that that is the way to go? No sane person would recommend just completely ignoring crime as an entrepreneurial trait. You can easily imagine and picture yourself in Vanderbilt's story turning out totally different. An outlaw whose young company collapsed under the, under the order of a court. So there's a problem here. We can either praise Vanderbilt for flouting the law with as much passion and as much criticism as Enron or BP or Walmart or Amazon for doing the same thing. But perhaps the one who got lucky by avoiding the arm of the law while the other founder itself on the other side of risk, it's tough. Rockefeller was very similar. His frequent circumventing of the law, a judge once called his company no better than a common thief. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? But this, this is usually perceived and portrayed by historians as a cunning business smart. Maybe it was. But when does that narrative shift from you didn't let the outdated laws get in the way of your innovation to you committed a crime? Or how little would the story have to shift for the narrative to have turned from Rockefeller was a genius trying to uh, earn his way to success to Rockefeller was a criminal trying to learn from his business failures? There's very little when you break that down. Vanderbilt once said, why do I care about the law? Ain't I got the power? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. He did, and it worked. But it's easy to imagine those being the last words of a story with a very different outcome. So the point of this, right, of where do I pull from luck and risk? Be careful who you separate and who you take advice from. Be careful who you praise and admire. Be careful who you look down upon and wish to avoid becoming. Because when some people are born into families that encouraged education and others are against it, some are also born into flourishing economies, encouraging of entrepreneurship, and others are born into war and destitution. I want you to be careful, and I want you to earn it, but realize that not all success is due to the hard work that we put in day in and day out, And not all poverty is due to laziness. Keep this in mind when you're judging people, including yourself. So you should really focus less on specific individuals and case studies and more on the broader patterns, which is a lot what we're going to talk about inside of this series as it goes on. Studying just one person can be extremely dangerous because we tend to study extreme examples, the billionaires, the CEOs, are the massive failures that flood our news cycle for the brief time that they exist. And extreme examples are often the least applicable to your situation because there's a lot of complex things that got them there. The more extreme the outcome, the less likely you can apply its lesson to your own life because the more likely the outcome was influenced by the ends of extreme luck or risk. 
I want you to really look at the broad patterns as we go through this. Bill Gates once said, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose. I don't want you to lose. You don't want you to lose. We just have to start thinking smarter about the outcomes that we want. We'll catch you in the next part. 